brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, achy joints, weight gain. Maybe you're thinking they're all just part of getting older, or that's what your doctor tells you. But Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all be connected. Hormonal changes that happen during perimenopause and menopause are at the root of dozens of symptoms women experience, not just hot flashes. Midi specializes in compassionate care for women in menopause. Their solutions are safe, effective, and FDA-approved. Plus, they're covered by insurance. A convenient telehealth visit with a Midi clinician can be your first step to getting personalized care. They'll tailor a treatment plan for your symptoms and health history, so you can get back to feeling great. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. When your body changes, your care should too. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. That's joinmidi.com. Amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen, Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups, it's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. Welcome to Christian Talk with Eric Thompson. A thoughtful podcast helping Christians navigate life. A podcast for Christ, covering faith, family, political issues, using God's Word, the Bible. The victory is ours. Let our light shine before others so they may glorify our Father in Heaven. Welcome to Christian Talk with Eric Thompson. Hi, welcome to another Christian Talk podcast. Thank you so much for joining me. This is our daily podcast. Going through the Bible one chapter at a time. We are in Leviticus 16 today. Going over Yom Kippur which is an amazing day. We'll get to that here in a minute. Please share this with your friends and family because the reason why we get together to do this podcast is to make sure that we are going through the entire counsel of God from Genesis to Revelation. What's all said and done, we'll be able to say, well, I've looked at and read, and if you're praying along the way, prayed about every chapter of the Bible. And why is that crucial? Because God, the Holy Spirit, spoke and worked through 40 different men over a 1,500-year period on three continents to make sure that when mankind was trying to find out who Elohim is, who Yahweh is, who this God, this one God is, they would have, in addition to general general revelation, which the stars, the moon, the sun, the body, nature itself confirms and testifies there is a God. But God also wanted a written form that as it was memorized was then even passed down orally but the whole time the Holy Spirit is keeping it from error. And this is why in 2022, 
as we go through the Bible, it is alive and it's active. Why? Because God wrote it. God said that when his word goes out, it will not return void. It will accomplish what its purpose was for going out. The world does not have a relationship with God. The world is actually at war with God because the world, when I say the world, I'm saying the people that are on this planet with us that have not been called, have not chosen to believe by faith in Jesus Christ, have not been born from above. Thus their nature is pursuing darkness. Now we as believers, not only do we have the Holy Spirit in us, which is then prompting us to seek out the Lord in prayer. We have the word of God that we read, pray about, follow. But unlike the Old Testament that we're going through, which is why Yom Kippur is ne- was, was necessary for Israel, we don't have to wait once a year for some huge day of atonement, we can go anytime into the presence of our Father in heaven and say, Abba, Father, I need help. Jesus, I confess my sins. I've wronged you today. I've, I've, I've had an anger issue. I'm, I'm struggling with this. So we have prayer. We have the word. We have the Holy Spirit. We have fellowship. So Hebrews 4, 12, and 13 reminds us that this word of God is alive and it's active and it's sharper than a double-edged sword. And it penetrates even down to dividing soul and spirit, joints and marrow, down, down deep. And it judges the thoughts and the attitudes of the heart. It's judging the thoughts and attitudes of the heart, which is why people that are, quote-unquote, backsliding or going through a tough time or oppressed because they won't forgive and won't humble themselves, then they, their flesh will not want to go along with the idea of reading God's word. But we are to... Come to God always. And when we're in his word, then it is rebuking us, exhorting us, encouraging us, loving on us, because it's alive. And verse 13 says, this is crucial for people to be in this position because there's nothing in all creation that's hidden from God's sight. Everything is uncovered. Everything will be revealed. Everything will be laid out bare before the eyes of him to whom we must all give an account. The thing about God's word is it's not up to how you feel. Now, I'm really busy, and there's days that I pull it up, and then all of a sudden the phone rings or something. So I know it's hard because 
our lives are busy and, and there's, that's not an excuse. It's something that when you go, this, I need to stop putting that phone call or, or my job or my kids over my time with God and his word. So even if you even if you don't feel like it, even if you've gone a couple days and you've just been like haven't made it a priority, today's the day you just turn back and say, God, I'm gonna commit again to spend time in prayer, in the word, in fellowship, sharing the gospel. Give me faith, give me encouragement, give me wisdom in Jesus' name. Now a lot of people get pulled away from reading God's word or spending time with Christians or sharing the gospel because they get pulled into the world. They get pulled into the domain of darkness. Hey, just come over and let's watch this movie. You don't need to go to that Bible study. You don't need to go to the men's retreat. We're going to have a few beers and watch football, etc., etc. But see, 1 John 5, 18 and 19 says, We know that who was ever born of God does not sin. In other words, doesn't continue sinning intentionally. They don't stay in sin. But he who has been born of God keeps himself from sin. And the wicked one then doesn't touch him. We know that we are of God in the whole world. Listen to this. We know, this is John, to the believers, the true believers in Jesus Christ, the Christ followers, not the pretending people that go to a church building. He says, we know, we don't hope that we are. We're not guessing that we are. We don't think that we are. We know that we are of God. And the whole world lies under the sway or under the control of the wicked one. It's pretty intense, isn't it? That's why James says in James 4, 7, Therefore, submit to God. Resist the devil and he will flee from you. First John 2, 17, and the world is passing away in the lust of it, but he who does the will of God abides forever. So how do we set ourselves up for success that we don't get tempted or pulled into or tripped up by the devil who is the father of this world, along with the third of the angels that fell. So 1 John 2.15 says, do not love the world or anything in the world. In other words, don't buy into this world system. If anyone loves the world, if the world, if being popular, being liked, um, having materialism, if any, if, if it says, if anyone loves the world, the system, then the love of the Father is not in him. For all that is in the world, 
the things that the people pursue are the desires of the flesh, the desires of the eyes, and the pride of life. And these are not from the Father, but they are from the world. And it's, and it's, it's a difficult path we're on at times because we're, you know, we're, our flesh wants to go along with what everybody else is doing, but we are set apart. We are the saints. We are the sanctified, true believers and adopted sons and daughters of the one true God and the only Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And I love it. I love the fact that we can be aware of the battle that we are in and have the comfort and the, and the understanding that greater is he who is in us, God in us, Holy Spirit dwelling in us, than he who is in the world, the demonic host working through people in darkness. So we want to pray for those that are not saved, and we want to continue to be lights, and we want to abstain from the world and not be tied up in the world if we're going to run our race that brings glory unto our Father in heaven. Amen. Leviticus 16, we're going to get, to, get there in a second, but I, I love doing this because every day there's more and more people that are joining us joining the exodus out of tight budgets. If you're with AT&T, Verizon, T-Mobile, or Sprint, like I was until almost a few years ago now, you know you're paying way too much for your cell phone service because technology has changed to where you can switch over to the company that most of us have switched over to, Pure Talk USA, and all that's happening is your billing is changing and the customer service, but you're got, you would stay on the same 5G network you're on now. Keep the same phones, keep the same phone numbers, same tower, same number of bars, but for about half the cost without signing a long-term contract. Win, win, win. So this is all you do. This month we have a... a, a Double, a double promotion, instead of getting a half off your first month, you get an entire second month off. You go to this website, gopuretalk.com. Gopuretalk.com. You choose a plan that's right for you. If you want to keep your phone and phone numbers, you just order the free SIM cards on the website. They're going to mail them to you. At checkout, you're going to put in this promo code, F L S. Stands for for liberty's sake, FLS free. No space between those. FLS free, that'll give you your second month completely free. They're going to mail you the SIM cards. You pop them in your phone. It's real easy to do. You turn on your phones, and guess what? You're going to have the same number of bars. Your bill just went down about 50%. The average family saves over $900 a year, keeping the same coverage you have right now. But there's two other benefits. I believe they have better customer service at Pure Talk USA. They're U.S.-based out of the Atlanta, Georgia area. And unlike the big carriers, actually, there's two more. Unlike the big carriers, they don't charge you if you go over on your data. Your bill is the same every single month. 
So you're like, oh, no, we took a trip. The kids were on the phones more. I used more on my business trip. doesn't matter. Your bill will still be the same. And Pure Talk does not support causes that you and I would disagree with. So win, win, win. Check them out. GoPureTalk.com. Choose a plan that's right for you. Order the free SIM cards. If you want to get new phones, you can order them there on a discount. SIM cards show up, pop them in your phones. But make sure when you check out, you put in the promo code FLS free to get your second month absolutely free. All right, here we go. Leviticus 16. This is called this is the day of atonement. Unlike it says in Hebrews where we as believers can enter into the holy of holies anytime. The veil was torn. Remember when Jesus died? It said the veil at the temple was torn in half. A big thick veil. Jesus said to Telestai, it is finished on the cross. We, as sinful people, called you know creatures, created beings, can enter into the presence, to the Holy of Holies, to the direct presence of the one true God and be able to say, Abba, Father, because we're entering in through Jesus Christ. Well, the Jewish people... Israel, the Hebrews. When God set up the atonement process, they had the sacrifices for the different reasons. They had burnt sacrifices and sin offerings and burnt offerings and all these different offerings to, to deal with the lack of holiness in the people versus the holy one true holy God. So you have, you have Yahweh, and you have the people, and, and the people keep messing up, so God set up a system so they could sacrifice animals, and by the shedding of blood, then their sins would be forgiven. But they had to keep doing it because they kept on sinning. Well, in Leviticus 16, God established an annual day where the priest could actually go in behind the veil into the Holy of Holies once a year. So they call it the Day of Atonement. For example, in 2022, it would be October 4th. So Tuesday into, into the evening of Wednesday. So evening to evening. It's called Yom Kippur. It's a Jewish holiday devoted to atoning for sins. It's considered the holiest day of the year in Judaism. It's marked by fasting and prayer of repentance during a day-long service in the synagogue. So David Toman, the Bible, Leviticus 1 through 15 were, indiv were individual in application. The day of atonement described in Leviticus 16 symbolized atonement for the sins of the whole nation. And so what happened here is the entire nation of Israel was fasting and resting on this day as the priest was going to enter in and encounter God. So it says in verse 1 of chapter 16, the Lord spoke to Moses after the death of his two sons. You remember Adab and Abihu or Nadab and Abihu? They were killed previously because they decided to use strange fire. They were deciding to take their own ashes and put them in the centers, and they were going to go before God their own way, and then they were killed instantly. And Moses told Aaron, 
Don't you dare show any emotion. Your boys, in effect, challenged God, and God will not be mocked. And God is holy, and he will not put up with sinful creatures dishonoring him. So here is Moses now. After the death of the two sons of Aaron, And the Lord said to Moses, tell your brother Aaron, he is not to come whenever he chooses into the most holy place. Moses could, but not the priesthood, not Aaron. So tell tell your brother, hey, Aaron, you cannot come into the holy, most holy place behind the curtain in front of the atonement cover on the ark or else you will die. God says here, for I will appear in a cloud over the atonement cover. So verse 3, this is how Aaron is to enter the most holy place. So you have the holy place, which was before the curtain, with the showbread and incense and everything taking place, but then the most holy. This is how Aaron is supposed to enter it. He must bring a a young bull for a sin offering and a ram for a burnt offering. He is to put on his sacred linen tunic with his linen undergarments next to his body. He is to tie the linen sash around him and put on the linen turban. These are the sacred garments. He must bathe himself with water before he puts them on. From the Israelite community, he is to take two male goats for a sin offering and a ram for the burnt offering. So Aaron is to offer the bull for his own sins to make atonement for himself and his household. Then he is to take the two goats and present them before the Lord at the entrance of the tent of meeting. He's to cast lots for the two goats. This is where we come up with a scapegoat in our vernacular. So there's two goats. He casts lots. (laughs) One lot for the Lord and the other one for the scapegoat. So Aaron shall bring the whole, bring the goat whose lot falls to the Lord and sacrifice it as a sin offering. But the goat chosen by lot as a scapegoat shall be presented alive before the Lord to be used for making atonement by sending it into the wilderness as a scapegoat. So the sins leave leave the nation as it goes and dies out in the wilderness away from the people. Now, Aaron shall bring the bull for his own sin offering to make atonement for himself and his household and slaughter the bull for his own sin, as a, his own sin offering. He's to take a censer full of burning coals, doing it right, not like Nadab and Abihu. Take a censer for a full of burning coals from the altar before the Lord and two handfuls of finely ground fragrant incense and take them behind the curtain. She's so got the incense going up the fragrance and the burning coals, you all this aroma and smoke going up to the Lord. He's to put the incense on the fire before the Lord and the smoke of the incense will conceal the atonement cover above the tablets of the covenant law so that he will not die. He needs to take some of the bull's blood and with his finger sprinkle it on the front of the cover, atonement cover 
Look at the Ark of the Covenant if you need to kind of picture this. And then he sprinkles some of it with his finger seven times before the atonement cover. You had Aaron's rod and manna in the Ten Commandments in the Ark of the Covenant covered with this cover, the actual cover. Verse 15, then he shall slaughter the goat for the sin offering before the people. Remember, this is a this is a sacrifice for every single person. One time. You have the first offering for his own, but then you have the sin offering for all the people. So he slaughters the goat for the sin offering for the people. And take its blood behind the curtain and do with it as you did with the bull's blood. Which he, he took some of the blood with his finger and sprinkled it on the front of the atonement cover. Then he sprinkled some of it seven times before the atonement cover. And he would do the same thing with what was the goat sacrifice for the people. In this way, he will make atonement for the most holy place because of the uncleanness and rebellion of the Israelites, whatever their sins have been. He is to then do the same for the tent of meeting, which is among them in the midst of their uncleanness. No one is to be in the tent of meeting from the time Aaron goes in to make atonement in the most holy place until he comes out. Having made atonement for himself, his household, and the whole community of Israel. Verse 18, then he shall come out to the altar that is before the Lord and make atonement for it. He shall take some of the bull's blood, some of the goat's blood, and put it on the horns of the altar. This is outside of the this is outside in the courtyard where the where the altar is in the basin and all that he shall sprinkle some of the blood with his finger seven times to cleanse it and consecrate it for the uncleanness of the Israelites so verse 20 when Aaron is finished making atonement for the most holy place the ten of meeting which is you have the you have the most holy the holy place and the altar so they've all been atoned for they've all been covered with blood he shall bring forward the live goats he shall lay his hands, both hands on the head of the live goat, confess over it all the wickedness and rebellion of the Israelites, all their sins, and put them on the goat's head. He shall send the goat into the wilderness in the care of someone appointed for the task. The goat will carry on itself all their sins to a remote place, and the man will shall release it into the wilderness. Then Aaron shall go into the tent of meeting, take off his linen garments he put on before he entered the most holy place. He shall leave it before them. And he's going to bathe himself again with water in the sanctuary area, put on the regular garments. Then he shall come out, sacrifice the burnt offering for himself, the burnt offering for the people to make atonement for himself. And the people shall also burn the fat of the sin offering for the altar. Now the man who releases a goat as a scapegoat must wash his clothes and bathe himself with water. Afterward, he shall come into the camp. the bull and the goat for the sin offerings whose blood was brought into the most holy place to make atonement must be taken outside the camp. Their hides, flesh, and intestines are to be burned up. And the man who burns them up must wash his clothes and bathe himself with water. Afterward, he may come into the camp. There's a lot to this, right? This is a very sacred and very detailed set of events because God wanted to establish exactly how 
the priest was going to make atonement. Everything was laid out just like everything we've seen from the last three or four chapters. Excessive details that to us, it's like, okay, okay, okay. But it's there for a purpose, especially for them living during their time in the old covenant. So verse 29, this is to be a lasting ordinance for you. On the 10th day of the seventh month, you must deny yourselves and not do any work, whether native born or a foreigner residing among you, because on this day atonement will be made for you to cleanse you. Then before the Lord, you will be clean for all your sins. It is a day of Sabbath, rest. You, you must deny yourselves. It's a lasting ordinance. The priest who is anointed and ordained to succeed his father as a high priest is to make atonement. If you remember back when Zechariah, when John's dad served as the priest on this day of atonement, remember he went in, when he came out, his tongue was tied because he he was out of lack of faith that God was going to give his wife a son, even though she was unable to have children. So this is a this is one priest going in that's gone through all of this process to cleanse himself, bathe, to have on the right attire, to be representing the people, and then to go in. It's a big deal. Verse 30, because on this day atonement, on this day atonement will be made for you to cleanse you. Then before the Lord, you will be clean from all your sins. It is the day of Sabbath rest. You must den deny yourself. It's a lasting ordinance. The priest who is anointed and ordained to succeed his father as high priest is to make atonement. He is to put on the sacred linen garments and make atonement for the most holy place for the tent of meeting, which is the tent, not behind the veil, the curtain, and the altar and for the priests and the members of the community. This is a lasting ordinance for you. Atonement is to be made once a year. Once a year for all the sins of the Israelites, and it was done as the Lord commanded Moses. Now, when I've asked people that are Jewish, well, what have you done since the temple was destroyed in 70 AD? What? What have you done to make atonement for your sins? Because you rejected your Messiah, so you are still in the old covenant. You have no atonement. So how are you, can, how are you performing Yom Kippur? Where are you sacrificing the animals? Where, are you, where have you set up the tent of meeting? And they go, well, God, to paraphrase the ones I've spoken to, well, God understands that, we don't have a temple, so we're just doing it symbolically. We're actually not sacrificing animals, so there is no shedding of blood for our sins, but God's okay. God's going along with it because of our situation. There's people that claim to be Christians that I met that say, well, God understands that I struggle with this. God understands that, you know, I doubt some things and he understands. See, God doesn't understand. God's grace allows 
those that are called who believe to be filled with the Holy Spirit, to be born from above, and to be changed, that we are seeking to make much of God instead of rejecting against God. And it's only Jesus Christ's work on the cross as this propitiation or this this constant covering of atonement that we are righteous before God in Jesus Christ. This is why we must be the most thankful people on the entire planet. You can have nothing materially be in Jesus Christ, have eternal life, have an open relationship with God, to be to have all of these rituals and, and requirements and regulations completed in Christ, we then can walk blameless before God, and if we die, we are, we are considered righteous in God to God. We can, we, we're immediately in his presence, and we're okay. We're not being zapped, crushed, turned away, damned, no, we are accepted, loved on, and, and embraced in, um, in our glorified bodies as redeemed children. There's, there's nothing in life. It's, Romans 8 talks about there's, there's nothing that can separate us from the love of God. There, there's nothing you've done since if you repented, turned, turned away from your sin and are in Christ, there's nothing you've done that can prevent you from glory in Christ. So we don't walk around, oh, man, I'm really messed up 20 years ago. Oh, man, if I could do this, this term, if I could do it all over again, that's not that's not how Christ followers that's not how we live. Like Paul said, the things that are that I've done, I've forgotten. And this one thing I do, Paul said, I I push forward. I go forward. I run my race. It doesn't do any good to to try to take glory in your past or be depressed or frustrated with your past all you can say is praise be to god that you've been delivered from what you were into a saving relationship with his son jesus christ see life is not an emotional roller coaster christianity being a child of god is a it's a process of sanctification, but it's an immediate salvation, justification in God, because once we are born from above, we are in Jesus Christ, thus we are co-heirs. We will spend eternity with the Father. So our joy is in the fact that we get to share the gospel, we get to love, we get to laugh, we get to we get to be present in a world that we have no risk of it taking our eternity. So we, like it says in the Psalms, where is your death, O 
sin, you know, sin. Hey, death, where is your sting? In other words, where where is the fear you had over me, death? See, death is going to be cast into the final judgment into the lake of fire because there is no death in God's eternal heaven. The new heaven, new earth is eternal. So be encouraged. Yom Kippur, one day a year for Israel. The nation of Israel out in the wilderness, this was the time that the priests could do a total cleansing of all the sins of themselves or family and the nation. But in Jesus Christ, we have that all the time. We can go to God anytime. And that is why we make much of Jesus Christ, his finished work on the cross, and our Father in heaven that has done everything for us, and we've done nothing for him, for his glory alone. Amen. All right, so that's Yom Kippur. That is the annual day of cleansing for Israel. And thank the Lord that we are not trying to follow those regulations at all. We're just going to say, God, thank you, thank you, thank you. Jesus, give me more faith, give me more courage, give me more wisdom, and help me to share your love with people and the gospel. All right, guys. God bless you guys. Take care. Amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen, Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups, it's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.